Kitchen of Yellow. This is Hate Watch, Great Watch. What up, dog? <laughs> it's just one dog. All dog go to heaven. All dog go to heaven. We, we didn't even... I know. All right. Yeah, who are we? Let's <laughs> dive in. Who are we? I was diving in. Pause first. What are we doing oh, here? Who are you? You mean like in the grand scheme of things? or Sure. <laughs> I'm Hunter Bush. I'm Allison Nicholas. I'm Brian Bierman. Our special our special guest star. Yeah, I picked this one. Yeah. Okay. What uh, <laughs> What movie did did you bring to us, Dog? So should we explain that we already recorded this? We did. Uh, <laughs> we did record it, but it was so we're redoing it. Well, what movie is it? It's all dog. All dog go to heaven. All dog. From the year 1989. 1989. 1989. A number. A number <laughs> of summer. Sound of a funky drummer. Oh, man. I did that last time. That's true. I'm trying to recreate the, the, the... Magic. The lost one was the greatest podcast ever recorded, so... This is just a tribute. <laughs> <laughs> All Dogs Go to Heaven from uh, 1989. I picked this. It's a uh, Don Bluth film who... Don uh, Bluth. Who you might know from uh, a bunch of other non-Disney animated films. Uh, the Way Before Times. Yeah. Which there was oh. a bunch of. Oh my god, there's like 20. It's ridiculous. What, uh, Secret of Nim? Secret of Nim. What else? Uh, American Tale. Oh yeah, Five. Five. The Fivels. Yeah. There's like two of those, right? Uh, and Anastasia. Oh yeah, yeah. Did he do the chicken movie? The rock and roll chicken movie? Oh, uh, oh. Rock and Doodle Do. I don't know. It's not rock. called Cop Rock? Or maybe it's just Rock-A-Doodle? It is just Rock-A-Doodle. Did they do Rover Dangerfield, more importantly? Okay. My, my first note uh, on this was just that the animation is gorgeous. Yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah. I really like the Don Bluth Studios animation, the look of it and everything. It's, yeah. it's really fluid. There's very weird like camera moves and stuff that I like mm-hmm. in a lot of the stuff. There's some in, in this that reminded me specifically of Secret and Limb, which is like one of my favorite like animated films. I think mm-hmm. I think that I think it's during this opening scene. I think there's like a pan of like somebody sliding into a fence. It's a very strange like camera tilt for animation. It's weird. Yeah, I mean even just um, in general like you know a lot of more modern movies tend to rely very heavily on computer animation which i mean wasn't as available then no you know it was still in its infancy in terms of uh being able to do uh effects like that yeah there's um a rotoscope in this yes which would nowadays be done by computer what's rotoscoping uh rotoscoping is like uh it's filming something and then animating over the footage i think <laughs> um uh, but yeah, you get you get a very specific look to things. Like it, it looks more photoreal, but not quite. Kind of sometimes looks like a Black Sabbath album cover, <laughs> depending on what you're doing. That's not bad. No, it's good. It's very good. Um, yeah, and this it's mostly vehicles. Like there's a car at one point that uh, you see from multiple angles, kind of in one shot, and that was rotoscoped, I believe. Nowadays though, that would just be a C- CG model, 3D model. Yep. Yeah. So I picked this because when I was little. This is my favorite movie. Yeah, did you own this? Yeah, I had it on VHS. My grandma lived with us when I was a kid. So my parents were at work. She would watch me. I don't know exactly how long, but it had to have been like for months. I watch this every day. Like, yeah. You know, once a day or were you like a, it was over and you'd rewind and watch it again, kid? Probably at least one. Uh, 
I don't know if I would do that, but... Because I had friends that would, like... like I'm like, watching Rock-A-Doodle again! Yeah, they'd be like, you know, oh, you want to watch this movie? And I'm like, sure. And it would, like, play to the end, and they would stop it, like, as soon as the credits started. And then restart And rewind it. it, and then just hit play again. And I was like, okay. Yeah, why? That's I didn't realize that all we were doing was watching this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're watching it again? thought we were going to experiment with sex and drugs. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying... I'm, not I'm trying nine years watch, old. Uh, I got a life to live. What's that movie where, um... The cable guy. No, we're... Rock-a-doodle. Uh, Caligula. <laughs> we're just going to keep guessing. The Matrix. No. Johnny Mnemonic. No. Scarface. The Godfather. The Godfather 2. The Godfather 3. <laughs> no. Casino. Okay. The Answer in the Dark. Where, what's her name? It grew up in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's super helpful, Brian. I, I think that's Casino. No. <laughs> And she's like a she's like a woods person. <laughs> and that's what's her name. Like, are, you, are you talking it's about? A, 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 oh. She grew up in the Shoot. woods. No, no. Nell. Nell. Oh man, I got it. Oh, Nell. Were you watching Nell over and over again? <laughs> oh, I thought we were talking about um um Fern Gully. Oh, Fern Gully. It was Nell. <laughs> Nell is like the live action version of Fern Gully. Yeah, oh, I was I was way off base on that. It's incredibly much more depressing. I can't believe I guessed Nell. I can't believe I guessed correctly and it was Nell. So for a couple months you'd watch this like all Yeah, time. I, I mean it might have been a year, but yeah, every day and she would my grandma would sit there and like knit and watch it. Oh yeah. Which is like I don't know how she did that. I couldn't do it. I would be like I'm I'm leaving. I'm skipping town. I'm not watching this again. Again, kid. Again. Again with this. Again with the dogs. Putting on Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah. I'm watch Caligula. <laughs> Leave the room. Grandma's got some knitting to do. <laughs> <laughs> Knit one, girl two. <laughs> that should be your new catchphrase. <laughs> Grandma's got some knitting to do. Leave the room. Grandma's got some knitting to do. Like, ugh. That's your that's your T-shirt design for this. Episode. Yeah, well, you can buy them at. Um, oh yeah, we'll stay tuned until the end of the podcast when we'll give you our contact information. We'll find out where to reach us. Why don't you just say it now? Uh, that's we have stupid. a formula for okay, this. Okay, right. damn it. What if someone wants to tweet you down? They can fast forward. They can listen to the whole goddamn show. They're not going to. I did the same thing. Remember how speaking of VHSs. Remember how if you rented a video from Blockbuster and you brought it back and it wasn't rewound, I think they would charge you money. Yeah, there was like a dollar rewinding fee Fucking or something. Come on, dude. That's fine. I understand that it's obnoxious because I mean, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. But like, also, I was always good about it takes that. Twenty seconds. Yeah, they're a corporate entity, and like, well, not like that. They're also various, tape rewinders. I was going to say, didn't yeah. a lot of video stores have those things where you just stuck a tape in and re- did a crank or whatever, and there did you a go. crank crank. They had like hand what rewinding. Is this the 30s? They had hand rewinding. I, I didn't know that. I never. I literally never. Crank, saw crank rewind. It's coal powered. <laughs> Maybe I'm making it up. <laughs> but yeah. Shoveling coal. No, I thought, they, I thought they had manual ones where you would just put a tape in and you could just spool it back by hand. Maybe. Maybe I didn't know that. That was in like now the I'm, 40s. Now you make me think I made that up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's for edit like film editing. There's that. Yeah. I've never seen it as just like a tape rewinder. Crank that. It's powerhouse is playing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's going through this elaborate. Process. Yeah, it's a big Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, yeah. There's like weights and like a boot. It's like a cat and it gets wet and you get a bucket, a bucket of water poured on them. Alder will wind your copy of you know, 
the fucking end. Navy SEALs. <laughs> I shot part you. Anyway, so uh, we didn't even start the movie yet. Yeah. So we were talking about your imaginary hey, see, rewinder. I, I think you're thinking of like like editing things. Maybe. Like with a, a hand like hand turn thing. Yeah. But I don't think for like just rewinding a cassette or whatever. Yeah, I think like spooling things back. Yeah. Like you, so you can watch it or edit, you know, whatever, but I don't think that's it. Hmm. Yeah. That's right. a guess. That's my guess. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um but yeah, so uh, yes. Movie opens with uh, essentially like, a like all good children's movies. Yeah. We start with a prison escape. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, technically it's the pound, but you yeah. know, it's technically the, the same pound, difference. and it's technically Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Um, as a kid, I didn't know. A, I didn't really know who did the voice. You know. Yeah, you're a kid. You don't movies. know anybody. Yeah, they're just. It's just who it is. Like, who cares who this is? That's the dog Charlie. Like, it's not... That's Charlie V. Barkham's oh, voice. Uh, actually, wait. Can you take the second to uh, tell your little anecdote about the first time that you realized that the same person played two different characters in different movies? Me? Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, as a kid, I don't remember when exactly it was, but at one point, I realized that Harrison Ford played both Indiana Jones and Han Solo, and, like, it blew my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like... Two of the coolest people ever. That's why I sound like as a little kid. As a young nerd. <laughs> yeah, no. Talking around those braces that yeah. you obviously had at one point. Definitely had braces. My teeth are perfect. They sound perfect. They sound and look like human teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I assure you. These are not horse teeth that I have dug uh, out of the ground and filed them. I was going to say, they're definitely human teeth. It just might not necessarily be your human teeth. <laughs> horse teeth. Probably human. Okay. Teeth. So, now 98%. Yeah. Uh, jailbreak. So Charlie if, B. Barkin. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie B. Barkin and Itchy. Is it, did they ever give Itchy's last name? Did they did, and I don't recall it. Hmm. Charlie B. Barkin and his pal Itchy, which is the great Dom DeLuise. Um, oh, he's so good in this. Yeah. Uh... Itchy's, a powerhouse performance. It really, kind of really is. Itchy's breaking Charlie out of the pound. Itchy's a, a little dog, a dachshund. He's a dachshund, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And Charlie B. Barkin's like a German Shepherd mutt. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a mutt, all right. Burt Reynolds. Yeah. That um, Burt. That gadabout. That cad. But yeah. Um, so they're breaking out, and they're getting shot at by... Uh, yeah, they're getting shot at. Yeah, <laughs> We're escaping from the pound. Which, you know... Is nuts. Why, why are you shooting at dogs? I mean, it's to get, you know, Yeah, it's, to sell, the, it's of, to sell the prison escape field. But also, yeah. like, when you think about it, it's like, wow, that's insane. He knew um, too much. So, so uh... It's, they, like, uh, it's like Shawshank. He saw too much. Charlie was doing the books for, for the pound. So, uh, they get out of jail, and, uh, we kind of start a series of actually pretty smart puns. There's a good bunch of puns, but I do want to mention that um, we do get a, an on-screen caption that says it is um, New Orleans. Yes. 1939. Yes. Which technically makes this, hate watch, great watch, first period piece. Yay! <laughs> golf clap. <laughs> we have class. We're covering all kinds of films. <laughs> all sorts of cinema. Now let's talk about this cartoon dog movie. Yeah! <laughs> so, um... It's a film. It is. They, uh... So, uh... Charlie and Itchy escape. They go to, like, a swamp uh, sort of bayou area, right? Yeah. And um, there is a... Nolans. It is in Nolans. Um, there's, like, a casino that's built up on, you know, on dock legs and all that stuff, uh, held up out of the swamp. And all well, the signs... It's, it's on a, like, uh, scuttled boat. 
Oh, or yeah, something. Yeah. But there's like dock leading up, like a boardwalk leading up to it. Kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, all the signs uh, say Carface and Charlie's Casino, except Charlie's crossed out. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like three signs and they're all crossed out. Yep. So it's Carface's joint now. Yeah. Uh, we see a <clears throat> literal rat race that a bunch of the dog patrons are betting on. Yeah, they're betting on a rat race. There is. It opens with like a strong. <laughs> Yeah, actually, there's a strong pro gambling message. There's a there's a lot of like somewhat adult themed stuff that probably wouldn't fly today. Like you see oh, yeah. drinking, yeah. you see smoking, you see gambling. Um, the smoking maybe is Carface the only one that smokes. Yes, he's smoking a cigarette and he's like blowing it in cigar. Charles, cigar, Charles yeah. Nelson Reilly's face. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, that might still probably not in a kids movie, but. I'm pretty sure the way Hollywood is now, um, only villains can smoke. Oh, well then, yeah, that's Because they don't want imitatable acts and whatever. Right. Like right. every kid in America doesn't already think most of the villains are the coolest part anyway. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but no kids are like, I want to be, I want to be Carface. <laughs> Maybe. But, I mean, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of stone kids in college right now that say, I want to be Scarface. Yeah, but. He dies face down in a pool. Yeah, those mm-hmm. guys did not remember the last 10 minutes of that movie. I never understood that. It's like you didn't see it, did you? Carface. Carface. He does not die face down in the pool. Yeah. Spoilers. So it took me uh, like three quarters of the way through the movie to get that reference. Yeah. Yeah. I kept like seeing Carface and hearing Carface over and over and over again. And then we're just r- ramping up to the climax. And I go, oh, I get it now. <laughs> Which was dumb. But, you know, there's a lot going on in my defense. Um, so we see a, a literal rat race. Um, there's a couple of other, like, smart puns. Like, I noticed, um, one of the dogs puts a collar down on the betting table. Yes. And, uh, the one taking bets goes, uh, no markers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no markers. <laughs> Another one, uh, asks, uh, Charlie if he could spare a couple of bones. Yeah, for an old friend. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, I, I just wanted to mention... Bones means dollars. That's right. Um, <laughs> I wanted to mention, um... Two of the rats' names that I call it uh, are Cheese Whiz and Squad Car. I just thought those were good. Yeah, well, Squad Car's got a little uh, siren light. Yeah, he's on got his a head. hat. Yeah. That's, that's like, yeah. But I like Cheese Whiz, that's a funny, yeah. it's another pun. Because he's a rat and he loves cheese. And he's fast. Yeah. Cheese Whiz. Whiz. I get it now. Uh, we get the uh, first song of the movie, uh, Can't Keep a Good Dog Down. Which, it's a pretty good song, Burt Reynolds. Sings it, and for someone not known for his singing career or whatever, it's pretty good. It does yeah. pretty good. It's a tiny bit racist. Yeah, they have some stuff that would not go. I mean, I think it was pushing the envelope even for the time. Probably and... most of it is fine, but like the big offender is uh, they do a thing where they're sort of it's like dogs of the world kind of shtick, and they're naming like the like what is it? it's like loyalty of you know. The yeah. positive traits of like German shepherds, you know, like all this thing, and then but they do like a, a dog of the Orient, the itchy does with like a full on uh, like rice buck teeth. Yeah, it's real fucking... breakfast at Tiffany's kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little wincy yeah, kind of thing. It's bad. Like, yeah, but it was bad in 1989. Yeah, I feel no, like it was probably pretty bad in 1989. Now, to be fair, this is a period piece takes place in 1939. So the racism, yeah, also. so the racism is totally correct, but also it should. There's, there's no yeah. place for it in this movie. It doesn't need to be in there. Unless My grandma loved it. So. <laughs> and I was like, hey, put on that, put on that <laughs> racist dog movie again. 
every time. I was like, this is the best pause. Yeah. Knit, 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 knit. Really, really hard. Now, can I? Grandma's got some knitting to do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I can't. You gotta make your own fun, and that's my favorite. That's yeah. my favorite phrase you've said in a while. So can't keep good dog down. But it is a good song. I was humming it for like two days. Yeah, it's a, it's a real like. But he's not a good dog though. No, he's a, he's a piece of shit. He's a shiftless scumbag. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, he, he doesn't care about anybody except himself. Honestly, it's a real Burt Reynolds character. You know, yeah. it's like right in there with all his, you know, kind of scummy characters he used to play, all the all the great Burt Reynolds roles, because he's kind of a likable scumbag, which Charlie is. So uh, we get introduced to Carface in person, finally. Carface and his uh, right-hand dog, right-paw dog, Killer. Uh, Carface is Vic Tabak, and uh, Killer is Charles Nelson Riley, who, before he even has dialogue, he sees that Charlie's in, in the casino and... He just does like a Charles Nelson Riley, like, like sort of like, oh no, this guy's back. Yeah. And I was like, it's yeah. great. Well spotted. Yeah. No, nice. he looks like him too. He's got big glasses. Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's yeah. a good bit of caricature for uh, for killer. Yeah, I think they do uh, a couple of like nod to the voice actors. Yeah, I think so. Because, yeah, Charlie even looks a little Burt Reynolds-y. Yeah, there's a kind of... Dashingness. Uh, wasn't Burt Reynolds one of the actors that, like, speaking of Han Solo, wasn't Burt Reynolds uh, up for Han Solo? Was he? I think so. I know... That would uh, have been weird. Yeah, I know... Uh, what's his face? Magnum. Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck. I know Tom Selleck was. I think Burt Reynolds was, though. That, Fun fact. That would have been, been uh, much weird. Different. Yeah. yeah. They both would have been weird, but I think I still would have liked it. You know, I would have liked Dom DeLuise's uh, Han Solo. Oh, you gotta get Dom DeLuise's Chewbacca. Yeah. It's like... I... I'm just picturing, picturing Chewbacca doing that wheezy laugh. Yeah. I'm dying. It's great. Oh, if only. Uh, so we find out, I think around here, that uh, Carface is responsible for Charlie being in jail. Yeah, he, uh, he double-crossed him. Yeah, because they were business partners, and Carface is trying to cut him out, basically. So Carface, in Charlie's absence, has been incredibly profitable. Yes, and he wants to keep that gravy train on the track. He does, and he doesn't, he doesn't want to share it. Right. He doesn't want to split it with his good old partner. Um. So I, I think also, like, he and Killer basically decide that they're going to kill Charlie. Yeah, it's a good bit of um, out-and-out villainy from Carface, because he... Tells, tells Charlie, makes it seem like it's beneficial for all involved if Charlie, you know, sort of leaves, set out on his own, you know, go do his own thing. Because, you know, now that he's a, a convict on the run, this is the first place that the... Do they say the cops? I can't remember. They or might. Like, yeah, or something. But, like, the authorities. They, the first place the authorities will look is back with his old pal. They should have called them the fuzz. The fuzz. <laughs> they but, don't. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so... And Charlie seems to be okay with that. Uh, Carface says he's going to give him a cut of the steaks, which is another good pun because they're actually talking about steaks. T-bones and... Porterhouse. Porterhouse brisket. Is that a steak? I don't know. No. Not a steak guy. What? I like burgers. That's not a steak. I know that. Yeah. Um, this so podcast they... is dumb. Because <laughs> I don't... don't eat steaks. No one's going to listen to this. <laughs> don't make friends with salad. Don't make friends with salad. We should be eating steaks right now. Welcome to our new podcast where we just eat a steak. Hate steak, great steak. <laughs> so uh, they go out to celebrate uh, Charlie's new business venture. 
Yeah. And they gave him a gold watch, which uh, will become important I, shortly. I, but also, I don't know if you know this, kids, but getting a gold watch is usually a bad sign. They do that when you're retiring and stuff. Yeah, kids. Uh, uh, in the old days, people used to retire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kids. In the old days, people used to have watches. They used to uh, work until you didn't have to work anymore. Yeah. Now you work until yeah. you die. Hey. Yeah, I was gonna say there would there would be a point where you made enough Student money loans. that you could keep uh, that you could uh, you know stay home and not have to keep going to work and yep. you actually could afford your own house. Thing of the past. Yep. Amazing. It's a beautiful time. And everyone was dogs. <laughs> but yeah. Um. So this movie is historically accurate. So they get uh, Charlie really drunk. And uh, they take yeah, him which again he gets mentioned, off. He's really drunk, and like what you mentioned, like would never ever be this a G-rated movie. movie. Yeah, this yeah. was for all audiences. Yeah, yeah, this would never fly today. It's Not great. even PG. It's, it's super yeah. great. He's real trash. Uh, Carface also well, does was, the thing. It was back when they where they believed kids could handle some stuff. Yeah, yeah, more they, so than you do today. Yeah, where they weren't afraid that kids mm. would just imitate bunch of snowflakes. <laughs> I say it. Where, where they didn't think kids would just imitate everything they saw. Carface actually does a cool thing here where in front of, like, the assorted, you know, well-wishers at Charlie's party, he makes it sound like it was almost like it was Charlie's idea to set out on his own. Yeah. Which is, like, another good, like, spin. It's re- it's kind of subtle. Like, you know, I liked it, though. I enjoyed that. I was like, oh, it's, it's real, you know, Machiavellian. Yeah. Kinda. It's yeah. neat. I like no, it. No, yeah, he's definitely stacking the deck and, you know, dotting yeah. his T's and crossing his eyes. And... So, yeah, uh, Carface and Killer take Charlie out to the docks and set him at the bottom of... Right like, at the far end of the dock. Yeah. yeah. And they have him blindfolded and they tell him that he's going to get a surprise. What's and... that surprise, Brian? Murder. <laughs> by a car. That's they push a car. Car murder. They push a car down. Waldo's freaking out. There's a cat Waldo here. Our other special guest. She did not, not not like this movie. She did not like it. Nah, too many dogs. Yeah. Oh yeah, so they push a abandoned car. Or, it's an old like uh, like a Model T type. And they right? push it down the thing oh and it kills Charlie. Kills Charlie, but they don't show it because they edited it. Edited it. And for the it was PG, but they had to edit out him getting hit by the car. So they just show the car going in the thing. But then later, Itchy is like. Yeah, when you got hit by that car and your body was thrown across the thing, but they ended that up. Yeah, uh, and the car shoots off the end of the dock, up into the air, and down uh, into the ocean. And that's the rotoscope, because uh, you sort of see the car, like, turn in the air and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. Love the way rotoscope looks. It's real, real cool. Bam. Uh, so... so then he goes to heaven, because all dogs go to heaven, which yeah. is bullshit. Yeah, well, yeah, we, uh, you know. Absolute bullshit. Because, um, like, he's a piece of shit dog. Yeah. He's going to heaven. And then later, Carface dies, and he goes to heaven. And he's at, he's an even bigger piece yeah, of shit. Yeah, he's at least as bad, if not worse. But, yeah, so... Yeah, so I don't... I didn't like... I, 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 didn't, I didn't particularly agree with that. With the politics of the with film? The politics, because... Uh, well, also... Charlie reminds me of a dog that I knew named Derby, who was a piece of shit. Yeah, also, we should mention that Brian has experience with dogs. I love dogs. Oh, I do. But I... I just because I'm... I don't like this one dog doesn't. No, 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 of course. But well, Derby... You, you worked with a lot of I dogs. I did, and this dog Derby looked like Charlie, and he was like a piece of shit like him. <laughs> and that's why you killed him. I didn't kill him. <laughs> you can't prove I it. I love dogs. Yeah, I love dogs. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I don't know. I just thought that was weird. But I guess that... Well, because it was based on a book called All Dogs Go to Heaven, which had nothing to do with this. The Wait, really? Said, that's what the, someone said when I was reading about it. Huh. 
Hmm. I did. I, I nowhere did I hear that this was a. Yeah, no, I don't recall. That's but cool, then though. they just use the title. So that's, that's like um, the Blade Runner. You know, it's based on the story "Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep" by Philip K. Dick. And they took that story, so they had had access to a script that somebody had written called Blade Runner, which is about a totally different thing. And, you know, but they were like, "Oh, it's a great title," and I guess it was Ridley Scott was like, "I'm gonna hot glue this title into this movie," you know, that basic thing, and it worked. Blade Runner. But yeah. Uh, what is what is she? She's a whippet. She's a whippet. So when he goes to heaven, he gets to heaven, and yeah, he meets a, a whippet angel. A whippet is a type of dog. Yes. As opposed to, like, huffing with cream canisters. Yeah, well, talk about scumbags. <laughs> well, 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 you're insulting our, our, our Whippet uh, audience. Yeah. Our audience that's high on Whippets right now. <laughs> which is most of the audience. Hey, we shall <laughs> <will> to you. <laughs> My impression of how things sound when you've huffed a bunch of something or other. Um, it's fun. Go do it. <laughs> Try it out. You don't need all those brain cells. You're definitely not using them. Uh, we get our second song. Oh, so the other thing, too, is I missed the song titles at the end of the movie for the most part, so I did my best guesses. So I have it as, like, Welcome slash I Don't Want to Die. Yeah. And I, I forget what it was actually had... credited as. Uh, so but this... There's no surprises or something like no, that? Or... No, that, that's uh, Let Me Be Surprised. That happens immediately after it. Uh, but they basically explain that uh, the gold pocket watch well it's a watch that looks like the gold pocket watch which will become important in a second yeah so um, the heaven they've created in let's <clears throat> go to heaven um is very weird and specific and it's cool but it's very weird and specific uh, yeah where your life is represented by, by a timepiece of some sort some sort that has stopped yes um so for charlie just by happenstance it's a it's a gold pocket watch that looks exactly like the gold pocket watch he was given. Yes. Um, which enables him to swap it. Mm-hmm. Swerve. He's a, yeah, because he's a fucking con piece man. Of, piece of fucking garbage. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Basically, like they set out the rules pretty much, which is you know that like your watch. Yeah. He did swerve. Your watch is basically your life, and were he to theoretically rewind it, he'd be sent back. Yeah. Uh, so that's what he does. Exactly what he does. Uh, while seeing about how he actually likes surprises and doesn't like how heaven's got everything laid out ahead of you and that you, you know. Which is, I mean, all things considered, like, that's a pretty interesting motivation. Yeah. For, you know, rather, rather than just like, heaven's oh. born. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, it gives him, like, a reason to not want to be dead besides, you know, because, I mean, like, most people, like, if you're... In a spot where they're like, oh, all your every need will be taken care right. of, and it's always a beautiful day, and it's, all this. They stuff. they mention that it's always like a perfect temperature, seventy three, seventy three degrees. But they also mention it's Fahrenheit, uh, which I was like, oh, heavens on Fahrenheit. Okay. Suck on that metric system, users. Yeah. Good luck with your Celsius. In hell. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. Celsius. Man. <laughs> You just laughed oh, because man. you got that in stereo. That was great. Halcyons. That's another shirt. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you know, swaps the watch, rewinds it, gets ping ponged back to Earth. You oh, know, real you quick, can... I just wanted to mention I uh the the heaven song. Yeah. As a duet between uh, Charlie and the the Whippet Angel, and uh, I thought it was really really good. I really liked the because they you know it's it's a duet, but it's like dueling. <laughs> you know, back and forth, kind of yeah. overlapping and stuff. It kind of reminded me of uh, a lot of the duets they do on Bob's Burgers. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which I think uh, you know has like some of the best songwriting uh, on like weekly television show. But yeah, I really like. Yes, it. that was uh, Melba Moore. Melba voice, Moore, yes. Voicing the Whippet, uh, whose name is Annabelle. Annabelle, okay. Yeah, it never comes up. Yeah. Yeah. I... She introduced herself, but it does, yeah, they never say her name again. No, and I think even later, I think Charlie makes a reference to her as the Whippet. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Like, yeah. she's not really much of a character. She's exposition and then, you know. So, set yeah. Charlie on his on his way. Uh, so he gets uh, sent back to Earth, and you hear her ghostly sounding say, "You can never, never come, come back," back. Which, implying that a uh, detail that wasn't mentioned during the run through <laughs> of how heaven works is that if you fuck with the rules and do stuff you're not supposed to, you get banned from heaven. Yeah, which is you're going to hell, or maybe there's a dog purgatory. But either way, it's not great. Um, as a kid, that really terrified me. <laughs> Like, no matter how many times I watched this movie, which was a lot, I also owned this on VHS. Yeah, whenever she's like, you can never come back. I was like, <laughs> That's funny, because there's a lot of, like, other imagery in here that you would imagine would be a little worse yeah, for kids. Yeah, it's yeah. existential dread of, like, you, you're locked out of heaven. Like, oh, yeah, that's something. You know, you're as not, a child. You're not going to heaven. I'm not going to heaven. I know that now. As a kid, I thought I might, but no. I mean. Huh. But then since you, then, I've listened then to you rock that, and or roll music. Then you did that thing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> oh, boy. And then Melba Moore was like, you can never come back. You can never come back. And I put out a restraining <laughs> order. Um, uh, so. Uh, oh, I wanted to mention the, uh, one of my notes I refer to as the Heaven Stargate. <laughs> um, looks a lot like some of the stuff in The Secret of Nim. Um, oh yeah, he kind of goes through like a uh, bubbly portal kind of thing when he's passing between realms. We'll say yeah, um, um, and it's got like uh, it looks great. Yeah, it's it got a lot like, of really cool effects in this, like lightning sort of like crackling along part of it. It's real cool, but yeah, yeah it looks like some of the Secret Nim animation, which again I love. It's a um, cool effect, real real neat. So you know, he wakes up and drags himself out of the water and immediately goes to find his pal Itchy. Because he's got stuff to do. So Itchy saw him, saw Charlie get killed and is asleep. He kind of lives in like a junkyard. Charlie... His bed is a big propped up car. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, with like a mattress jammed in it. It's so awesome. Charlie wakes him up and he's having like a nightmare that's, that Carface had come to kill him. Yeah, it's like strangling him. Yeah. And he, he wakes up and he sees Charlie and he's relieved at first and then remembers, oh fuck, Charlie's dead. So he freaks out because, I don't know, zombie or ghost. Yeah, that's when this movie becomes Weekend at Charlie's. (laughs) No. So. Yeah, he's technically a zombie. Yeah. So Charlie, like. (laughs) What? I'm just picturing uh, Weekend at Bernie's, but Bernie's a dog and they're trying to (laughs) pretend like this dog's alive. But they're humans? Yeah. Two humans with this dog with sunglasses on? Yeah. I'd watch that. They're like, he's just tired. I'd watch that. We went for too many walkies. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Charlie finally gets Itchy to calm down and, you know, tells him that he's not dead. Charlie's like, oh, okay, we need to start getting back to Carface. And she's like, no, we need to leave, dude. Like, Yeah, Itchy just is like, I'm so glad you're back from the dead, boss, but, like, we just gotta go. We gotta get away from here, start, start over somewhere new. Yeah, there's a, a nice joke where he's like, you know, we should go to Nepal. They even have a town called Tibet, you know? Tibet? Yeah, and he does the... <laughs> Yeah. It's great. He's yeah. a dog. He is a dog. And but he's Dom DeLuise and he's killing it. Dog DeLuise. Dog yeah. DeLuise. 
And Charlie's like, well, Carface think, thinks I'm dead, so now is the best time to stick it to that guy. Uh, Charlie also, I think, has an inkling that, like, something else is up besides just Carface being, like, a scumbag. Because he says, you know, he's like, no, 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 because like, cause Itchy keeps saying, like, no, we should just go, leave him, you know, leave everything alone, and we'll just go on the run, you know, get out of here. And um, Charlie says, like, nah, he's got something up his sleeve. And Itchy goes, yeah, a gun. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a great, it's a great line. But yeah, I think Charlie is like, nah, something else is up. Yeah. He wouldn't have killed me just to get, you know, rid of me. Well, Itchy makes, so he's like, you know, telling like, you know, Carface is scary, and he's got a monster in his basement. And Charlie's like, a monster. You gotta show me this. Yeah. So they sneak into uh, Carface's casino in the air ducts, pretty much. Like you do. Yeah. Like Mission Impossible. Yeah, it's very uh, action-y. Like, you could totally have a version of this with, like, live-action real actors where it's just a straight-up action movie. This, yeah, basically thing. this yeah. movie? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's crazy. But not dogs, so all people would have them. It would just be, like, dog, but in the colloquial way. Like, what's up, dog? All dogs. Yeah, with a W. W-G. Yes. Yeah. No, Z. Go Z. to Heavens. Heavens also was a Z. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, uh, we see the monster in the basement is, in fact, a little girl named Anne Marie. Yeah. And uh, she can talk to animals, which is how, uh, it's one of the reasons why Carface was able to make so much money so quickly, is that she, he would get the little girl to talk to the rats before the race and figure out which ones were likely to win, and he'd adjust uh, the betting odds accordingly so right. that he could maximize his payout. Yeah, it was a sure thing. Yeah. You know, he'd, he'd know, oh, this rat has an injured foot. It's this... the old, I can talk to rats, Kong. Yeah, so... My um, slave can talk to rats. Right. This, yeah. This poor imprisoned yeah, orphan. Yeah, man. Yeah, she's an orphan, and, like, all she wants to do is go outside, and she's just begging him to let her go out for a little while, and he just ignores her. Oh, yeah. Leaves her. It's got her locked in the bowels of this uh, ship. Yeah, this, like, scuttled yeah. boat. Um, so, uh, remind me again, the, none of the other, none of the species of animals can talk between each other, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, no. every time an animal talks to another animal, it's always the same species they interact, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, so dogs can talk to dogs, rats can talk to rats. Horses, horses talk later to horses. talk to horses, but when they talk to uh, a dog, when a horse talks to a dog, it's just horse noises and the dog yeah. doesn't know. Okay. Just like real life. Yeah. Right. Um, but Anne-Marie can <laughs> talk, talk to, all, to of all of them, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, uh, you know, I, like, I understand that that was the conceit, but then later on I was like, I don't know. I was thinking about it. I was like, I feel like there was probably a scene where like one of them talked to a pigeon or, you know, like something. No. 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 Yeah. I, I think they actually managed. That's the thing. Um, We've talked, just the two of us, before about how like it's annoying when movies don't follow their own rules that they oh, set yeah. out. And this does a pretty good job of like setting out like this is how things work and then sticking to that. Yeah. You which know? is harder than it sounds for a yeah. lot of movies, well, apparently. And also like, you know, I... I feel like a lot of times they're like, oh, it's just a kid's movie. Kids don't care, you know? Yeah. And it's like, well, no. I mean, like, first off, it might not just be kids watching this film. You know, sometimes... Could be perverts. I was going to say, sometimes, uh, you know, grandma Or your watch grandmother. With... Same difference. <laughs> God. <laughs> now um, I'm picturing grandma, like, Willem Dafoe. <laughs> oh, in oh like my a... God. In, like, a uh, psycho, like, you know... When she's dressed up like... Mrs. Uh, Bates, like... <laughs> He's like a killer known as Grandma. Oh, oh my. <laughs> Maybe one day we can you can write that. I, I will. I love Willem Dafoe. For Willem. Yeah. 
Grandma's got knitting to do, Spider-Man. Oh, my God. Wow. Well, that's pretty good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, yeah, sometimes there's, like, a little bit of, like, I'm going to call it laziness to it. Yeah. Where it's, yeah, it's lazy writing. It's Hollywood's like, not yeah. lazy. Like, we, we just watched um, Despicable Me 3. Yeah. Which... Because, like, I like the first Despicable Me. I really don't remember the second one very much. It was on Netflix, and we watched it. And it was fine, and it does a good job of following all its own yeah. internal logic they've built up for it. But they didn't like, call it Despicable 3? No. What the fuck are they doing? Yeah. And even the even the title, like, it should have been Despicable Me. M3. Yeah. 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 And it wasn't. Fucking stupid-ass fucking pieces of shit. <laughs> so mad at... Damn, dude. You're mad at this cartoon dog and the people that did the logo for DreamWorks. Fuck DreamWorks. <laughs> Don Bluth. Don Bluth. He's dead, right? Don Bluth, ride or die. No, I think he's... Uh, the company is still active. Don though. Bluth is my ride or die bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. He's still alive. I thought so. I know no. that... The company is still active, though, I mean, for sure. I think he still is. They're making Rock-A-Doodle, too. He's 80. 80. And he lives in Arizona. Oh, oh, let's yeah? call him. Let's call probably yeah. call him. Probably good. Like, yeah. Yo, Blue, what was Charlie B. Barkin really like? <laughs> what was it like <laughs> dealing with Burt Reynolds? Because <laughs> this is 89. This is, uh... This is during his coke phase? <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, like, he's, he's still... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's still, he was still, you know, actively making some movies. They weren't great. Yeah, yeah no. <laughs> There's a couple, I th- honestly, I think I read a, a while ago an article about how Burt Reynolds has been offered and turned down more, quote unquote, surefire, like, movies than, like, most actors of that time. So he's like the reverse Nicolas Cage. But here's the thing. He turned them all down for uh, something else that was, like, almost sure to fail. <laughs> Oh, like, man. it's like a terrible, like a movie that doesn't even sound like it could possibly do well. Yeah. You know, like, it was, it, he turned out a lot of stuff for, like, low-key, like, basically, um, um, Smoking the Bandit-type movies, like, just fucking around, you know, like, caper films that, even if they're really good and do well, they don't make a ton of money, but he turned down, like, whatever, I'll say, like, Batman or something for it, and you're like... He turned down Batman so he could be in All Dogs Gonna Have Batman. <laughs> yeah, probably. So... So they uh, kidnap, I mean, uh, rescue uh, Marie from Carface's basement. Yes. And she looks like a little destitute Snow White. She really does. Which, I mean, I, you know, I figured was probably... Uh, Not... Because or... she talks to animals kind yeah. of thing as a Disney princess, you know, thing. Yeah. That Although, happens a lot. Like we said before, not Disney. No, no, no. But yeah. I mean, that's what I thought it was like a... a kind of reference. Like a meta, yeah. you know, yeah. proto-meta joke about that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so they end up... Uh, Taking her back to the junkyard where Itchy lives. And uh, Charlie's telling her the story of Robin Hood while reading from what is pretty obviously War and Peace. Uh, Upside down. Yeah. Well, and the dog, one, man. And at one point, like, read. sideways. Yeah. Uh, it's also the only time I think I've seen any illustrations in War and Peace, but whatever. Oh, yeah. There are, there are like, photos in the thing. Yeah. Yeah, the Robin Hood thing becomes important shortly. Charlie puts uh, Anne-Marie to bed and talks to uh, Itchy about how they're going to use her, get themselves back on top and stuff, and they're going to take her to the horse track, and they're going to basically do what Carface has been doing with her. Which Itchy is immediately on to, too. He's like, oh, that's exactly what Carface did. That's awful. And he's like, nah, nah, we're doing it for good, though. We're going to buy her a dress. Yeah, he tells her, like, you know, 
no uh, parents want an uh, orphan that's all braggy looking and stuff, and we're going to get you a new dress. They want a cute orphan. And we're going to, you know, take from the rich and give to the poor like Robin Hood does, and, you know, that's that's going to be our, our Shtick. Plan. Yeah. Uh, so the next scam. Day, it's a scam. Yeah. It's a scam. So the next day, they go to the horse track, and they have her uh, talk to the horses. I think this is my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the horses are great. <laughs> the horses are good. Um, Chaw, what was it? The Grand Chawhee. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Anne-Marie finds out that it's the Grand Chawhee's birthday today and that all the other horses were going to uh, let him, you know, win the race. It's, it's adorable. Yeah. Yeah, and that, Grand Chawhee's like, he looks like a donkey. Yeah. He's barely a horse. Yeah, he's a he's a very uh, fly-blown looking. Yeah, yeah. fly-blown, flea-bitten. Yeah, yeah, he, he does not look like a champion horse, but... Uh. He's he looks dumb anyway. as a brick and twice as ugly. Yeah. So, uh, to get seed money for the bet, Charlie and Itchy run a scam kind of thing, where uh, Itchy does, like, a little lame dog trick. They call it scam number three, the lame dog. Yeah. Uh, so, Itchy... Yeah, he, like, hobbles up to a, a affluent-looking couple, holding his paw up and, and whimpering in a dumb Deloise voice, which is oddly endearing. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, Anne-Marie runs over because she thinks uh, Itchy's actually hurt. Yeah. And uh, She got worked. She did. She got worked. Yeah. Uh, And while everybody's distracted, Charlie grabs the guy's wallet from uh, the back of his pants. With his teeth. Yeah. Like a dog. Yeah. No, I mean, like, you know, they don't make him... the talking animals actually still act like animals. Yeah, they don't make them super duper anthropomorphic. Right. Yeah, they're not, like, using their hands to, like, do a lot of crap all the time. Yeah. Although, I mean, there are, like... Yeah, there's a lot of, like, hind leg walking, but that's about it. It's yeah, but even still... not all the time. Like, even Carface, who, like, smokes a cigar, like, and uses his front paw to, like, hold it and be menacing and weird like a gangster, when he, like, walks, he puts a cigar in his mouth and then gets down on all fours and, like, because he's a bulldog and sort of, like, struts around that big, wide-shouldered bulldog way. He dog. Yeah. He dog. Uh, so, yeah, they get the wallet, uh, the, the couple appears again and they're usually referred to as the wallet family but yeah uh so now and you know once they have the money uh, a good place to bet well itchy pops back up and is fine runs off oh yeah yeah um so yeah yeah it was fake so they go uh to place the bet and they do the bun- the the three of them are stacked up underneath a big pink <laughs> overcoat <laughs> and, and and she and, uh she's on top uh yeah, emory is on top and she has a fake mustache. Big Yosemite yeah. Sam mustache. As she's trying to pitch her voice yeah, down. It's, it's a, a beautiful it's, gag. It's hilarious. Yeah, it's it great. looks great. Her voice is adorable. That's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, all, they're, they're all wiggly <laughs> yeah. looking because it's the three of them stacked on top of each other. Yeah, they're eating ice cream cone. They're getting it all over yeah. inside. <laughs> yeah, you can see uh, Charlie's tail at the back of it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's really funny. But yeah, so she, uh, you know, plays the bet for Grand He, I think the odds are like. One to one thousand for him to win or something <laughs> like it's you know it's a good he's payday. A ter- it's a terrible horse, terrible horse, but not a winner. Yeah, the jobber. Yeah, the jobber horse. He's um, the Barry Horowitz of horses. <laughs> Iron Mike Sharp. That's such a great deep cut reference. Yeah, <laughs> like that's for three people. Oh yeah, and I hope who you aren't listening. No, I hope you enjoyed it. Brooklyn Brawler. Brooklyn Brawler. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, so they have the, uh, race sequence, which also is very well yeah, done. There's a horse out in front that didn't get the memo, and so you have a second horse 
gallop up next to him and go. But they're all like rich, like yeah, he's like, like hoity toity. Like, he's yeah. got like a cigarette holder, and then she's like, "Excuse me," like they're yeah. all like, "Oh, he's got a monocle, I think." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and she's, she's like, "It's the Grand Chalhi's birthday." He's like, "What? Oh, terribly sorry." And they let Grand Chalhi win. Yeah. One of them actually bodily pushes him over there. Yeah, they, they're just like, hurry up. <laughs> oh, he's got a little birthday hat on. It's adorable. It's very, and he blows a... a <laughs> little party horn thing. Yeah, party yeah. horn. It's, the, the, it's yeah, a good gag. The little extendy ones that yeah. roll out. Yeah. Yeah. So he wins. It's great. And uh, they make a lot of money. And that's when we see uh, the winning montage. Which is great. Have, oh, yeah. It's like, it's every every piece of the montage is like a, a gag in its own, and they're all really good. Yeah. So I have the list here. There's frog racing, turtle racing, kangaroo boxing. Kangaroo boxing is great. And then a bit of uh, dress shopping, and then you see the uh, plans and the construction of Charlie's Place, a casino made out of stacked up junked cars. Hunter argued with me, so maybe it's not true, but I thought the top might have been a reference to, like, the Luxor Pyramid. It's got this effect of, like, a water tower that has, like, a shiny beam thing up top of it. Light, yeah. Yeah. Like a searchlight type. Yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah, it could In be. Vegas. I don't know. It is Vegas, right? Vegas? Luxor? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. All I know about Vegas, I learned from the Ocean's 11, 12, and 13 films. I mean, the best Vegas film, I would say, probably National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. <laughs> Around this time, I mean, kind of during the montage, and then also more expressly here, uh, Anne-Marie has some reservations about Charlie's motivations. Yeah. So she's kind of, like, disillusioned a bit with her dealings with him. She's starting to, yeah. Yeah, she's starting, starting to wise up. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know, assuring this charming her. scallywag is trying to pull the wool over her eyes. Yeah, and he's still assuring her, like, no, 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 we're not doing what Carface was doing. We're doing something else in Robin Hood, right? Like, you're not a slave. Yeah, <laughs> we're still gonna find you parents, and it's gonna be great. And yeah, everything's great. Don't worry about it. From there, we kind of uh, go over to uh, Carface uh, has realized that Charlie's not dead, and is in fact stealing a lot of his business with the. Uh, his new casino, and, and he is not happy about it. And no, and he blames Killer. Yes. Um. So he's got a straight up piranha pool. It's a very Bond villain. It really is. He's he's got Killer tied up, uh, upside down, hanging from a chain or whatever uh, over this piranha pool, and he's just gonna lower him down. And Killer is briefly submerged and then like pulled back up, but. When he comes back up, there's, like, piranhas, like, nibbling on his ears and stuff. And as yeah. a kid, that was, like, so skin-crawly for me. Like, yeah. just the thought of it. I, I had that reaction, too. Like, that's a scene that I still remembered years later. I got turned on by <laughs> Grandma's got some knitting. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I watched it every day. Now, These piranhas make me feel weird in my pants. Mm-hmm. Like when we used to climb the rope in gym class. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just watched Wayne's World the other day. Spoilers, it's still one of the best movies I've ever seen. But yeah, um, so Killer tells uh, Carface that he's got a plan to deal with Charlie. Yeah, he um, says he has a Flash Gordon thermoatomic ray gun. Um, and that, you know, they're going to be able to handle this and don't Which kill him with piranhas. Which is weird, to the end. Yeah, uh, we'll so... explain it all, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So we have an explanation for why that is. So from there, we hear the Phantom radio play. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, I forgot about the Phantom thing. 
Yeah. Like, it's the shadow. Yeah, legally not the shadow. It's it's good, too. Yeah. I forgot that's how the scene opened. Uh, and so there's a, a, a collie named Flo with a bunch of pups that yeah. may or may not be Charlie's bastards. So <laughs> to prove he's not a total scumbag yeah. to Anne-Marie, right. Charlie's like, oh, I told you we were going to give money to the poor people, you know, to poor people. So these are some of the poorest people I know because they're all my illegitimate bastards. So here's one pizza. Yeah, no, it's, no, it's a stack. He's got a stack of pizzas. Makes up for however long uh, absentee father. Yeah. <laughs> for like these um, 20 dogs. Yeah. And he's got a very beautiful looking cake as well. Yeah, I forgot about the yeah. cake. Lonnie, Lonnie Anderson. Yeah. Um, is the collie. Yeah. yeah. And they were going out, her and Burt Reynolds. Yeah. But, so I heard that um, she, you know, he kept being like, oh, and I'll make her the lead in my movie or whatever, you know, and like, yeah. she, he would get her a part or be like, oh, I'm doing this other movie, you should play the lead and whatever. And at some point, I believe some executives told him, like, she's box office poison, basically, and like, ditch her, uh, and like, you know, she, she's not going to be in this movie and like shit, and like, Rough. like yeah, it's pretty, pretty messed up. Hollywood's awful. Um, so we get another song here, uh, What's Mine Is Yours. And, you know, oh, yeah. and the pups do a little conga thing happening, and he's basically trying to tell them to share. Um, Even though he doesn't. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. a fucking bullshitter. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. When 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 he goes to heaven, which I didn't mention this earlier, but when they go to heaven, when he goes to heaven in the beginning, um, yeah. the, the, the whippet. does, like, yeah. a laundry list of, like, all these qualities that dogs supposedly have. She explains why all dogs go to heaven is because, like, Dogs are loyal and dogs are honest and all stuff. It's like he's definitely not. Like well, she said, all dogs, unlike humans, are inherently good. Yeah, which is weird. I guess that I guess that ties into the concept of like original sin, original dog sin. <laughs> no, I mean like the humans are born with no, original origi- sin. Original dachshund. Original oh, dachshund. Man. <laughs> uh, I mean, possibly. With the original sin. Yeah. Uh, it's just a weird. I didn't think of that till just now. Till you said, you know, but yeah, she says, unlike humans. But yeah, Charlie has none of these qualities. No. He's a piece of fucking garbage. <laughs> He's dog garbage. He's um, got a dog's a bad name. Um, yeah, also something uh, Hunter and I were talking about. Give dogs a bad, bad name. name. <laughs> uh, something Hunter and I were talking about is that this pizza looks absolutely disgusting. It looks uh, great. No, I disagree. No, it's great. It's that real gummy uh, looking like Ninja Turtle pizza. It's great. Yeah, oh, it's all the drip. cheese is like it's dripping all off. Well, Ugh. even the crust is dripping, man. Like it's all the yeah. whole thing just looks like it's like limp Salvador and Dali's pizza. Yeah, the persistence of delivery. Good God, <laughs> that was a pretty good joke. Holy guys. shit! <laughs> but yeah, um, so while we're having a puppy pizza party, Emery finds the wallet that Charlie stole that she did not realize. Which, like, did he bring it? Uh, I think it might have just been stashed there, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, right? I, I don't remember exactly how she found it. Oh, no, it does make sense, because he's stealing money, and he's going over there every night to bang flow. She finds the wallet, and she is, like, little girl pissed off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, tells Charlie that he's a bad... Maybe she doesn't tell him he's a bad dog here, but, like, yeah, she's just, I like... she leaves. I think she just leaves. Well, I mean, but, like, she's, like... You no, know, but I think she ducks out, is what I mean. Yeah, but she's like, yeah, you stole this. You're terrible. So then she, you know, yeah, she goes, like, upstairs somewhere or something. They're in, like, a abandoned church or something, I think. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she sings uh, Come Home. Yeah. Soon you'll come home. Home to my heart is the, the, the chorus of it. Yeah. It's a really nice ballad. And she imagines uh, living with the Walt family and being their kid and having a family and that her life works out. 
Right, and that she's not being manipulated by the scum dog con man. By a different, yeah. a different dog. She's Sc- a, scum dog millionaire. A different dog uh, sleep. Nice. Thank you. That was nice. Write in, tell us that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> Next we see Charlie's watch runs out and he sees hell. Yeah. And hell is fucking Hell is metal. awesome! Just like in real life, hell is so cool. Yeah, no, seriously, it looks really rad. It like, looks it looks like uh yeah. it looks like a meatloaf like bad on a hell album cover. Like yeah. it's it, does. it really does. It's awesome. It's yeah. super cool. There's share. all kinds of crazy like green smoke and fire and shit. Yeah, you got a Stygian lake with, like, a there's like yeah, canoe. There's, like, a, like, Sh- Sh- Charon's, uh, you know, yeah, boat across the river sticks like thing, which is also rotoscoped. There's a... Skulls on it. There's a dog, dragon-looking devil. Yeah, the devil, the design for this, like, dog devil is so weird and cool. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, he doesn't have, like, whatever, he doesn't have four limbs, he has two and they kind of like, you know, they come out of this like shoulder vaguely area or whatever. They arch up really big and are like winged. Yeah. And then they come down into like, you know, his feet basically. It's so cool and creepy yeah. for a kid's movie. Oh, it's so good. And uh, Charlie gets attacked by a bunch of little imps. And yeah. turns out, oh, just kidding. It was a nightmare. The imps are all the little pups and they're, you know, climbing on him and stuff. And it was just a dream. And yeah. Okay. And when he comes to, uh, wakes all the way up, he has climbed like up a broom. Yeah. He, yeah. he <laughs> imagines that the boat is like sinking down into the water into and he's hell, climbing yeah. up to the like prow of it. Yeah. And... Which is like a big long skeleton neck thing with a skull at the end. Yeah. And, and um, so he, he wakes up and it's a broom. He's climbed yeah. up a broom, like in between some milk crates and whatever. And the kids are like, Charlie, did you have a bad dream? He's like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your father. <laughs> it's what? messed up. What pizza you're ever getting from yeah. <laughs> See you when you're grown up. I'll see you when you're grown up. So, uh, he finds out that... The one, uh, one of the puppies is like, oh, she went to the wallet house. Yeah, she, he finds out uh, Anne-Marie went to see the couple from the track. And so they have a very nice little morning. Yeah, Anne-Marie gets waffles. Yeah, she's in fuzzy slippers yeah. and making waffles, which also look delicious. Oof, yeah. 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 Way better than the pizza. Yeah, pizza looks terrible. Brian's wrong. <laughs> no, it's good pizza. <laughs> um... <laughs> So Charlie comes to, like, see her and kind of pulls, like, a whole, you know, guilt trip on her of, like, well, I guess, you know. Yeah, the adult, uh, the, the Wallets, the Wallet family, they find out her deal, that she's an orphan, that she lives with her dog, Charlie, in the junkyard or whatever. Yeah. And they're basically like, oh, shit, we gotta adopt this girl. Um, and while they leave the room to have this conversation out of earshot of her, Charlie shows up and he's like, oh, okay, guess you guess you're gonna be happy now, and uh, I guess I'll never see you again because they don't want a he's dirty like a old sh- dog. He's like a like shitty me. boyfriend. He is, yeah. yeah. He, he is. He's, he's it's, manipulative. He's really manipulative. Toxic yeah. masculinity. But he's doing, actually, it really made me laugh. He kept being like, all right, I guess I'll see you. <laughs> like, like, I think he's yeah. going off to he's, die somewhere. He's, he's sick. <laughs> it's really funny. It really worked for me in that. It's really, really good. But yeah, so she decides to go back with him. Because, of course, she does. Because she's caring, and he's a, a master manipulator. Yeah. Um. So while they're heading back, I guess, home, Charlie and her get ambushed by uh, Carface and Killer and Another a, a goon yeah. or two of theirs Yeah. Uh, with the ray gun. Which um, the ray gun is like, a, it's not a ray gun. It's a crazy, it's, uh, a, it's like a Gatling gun. 
Uh, but I wanted I wanted to mention because there's there's a lot of these little uh, you know background animation sort of jokes and that's not jokes but references. Um, this happens right after they pass by. There's a sign in the background that says Bluth's Bakery. Yeah, yeah. Which there's a couple of, course, of those. Uh, Don Bluth. Don Bluth. Yeah. No, it's a reference to uh, Rest of Development. Yeah, Bluth Bananas thing. They got in their time machine and they figured mm-hmm. out what was going to be one of the more most underappreciated uh, comedy shows. That's what happened. It didn't. Um, <laughs> thanks. Um, so yeah, uh, Charlie gets shot with it, but, uh, I guess it bounces off his watch. We thought mm. might've happened. Yeah. See, I thought it looked like the only shot that actually hit Charlie hit the watch. So I but, didn't notice that. So I thought maybe he was invincible because he re- rewound it. Which yeah. is also an interesting take. Could have also possibly been both yeah, where yeah. it might've hit the watch because he rewound yeah, it. Yeah. My thought was that like it. The watch couldn't be damaged by, like, mortal means, basically. Like, it's his soul, it's, kind yeah, of. So it, it supernatural. Can't. But I could be right. No, no. So they hide out in some sort of an abandoned building, and they fall through the floor, and Charlie drops his watch and is trying to get it back. Oh, and yeah, it drops in a lake. Yeah, because there's water everywhere around him. And, yeah, there's yeah. The water underneath the building and stuff. Because it's New Orleans. Yeah, and so uh, they get captured by, like, these, like, voodoo-looking rats. Yeah, these weird tribal rats, which I totally, I did not remember at all, and I was like, oh, they're so cool-looking. Yeah. They look, like, all the designs, because they're only in there for, like, ten seconds or whatever it is, but, like, they're so cool-looking. Yeah. Really, really cool designs. Um, and, you know, there's a, uh, crocodile that shows up. It's an alligator. Alligator. Yes, you're right. Sorry. An alligator shows up, which apparently, uh, has... It's a thing. Yeah, it's a trope. Yeah, um, if you are, uh, like I am, a huge, dumb movie nerd, uh, there's tvtropes.com. Um, they've termed this, uh, the big-lipped alligator moment, or blam, which is, uh, more or less, it's like a non-sequitur of a sequence, but so it takes its name from this scene, and basically it's to describe a scene that... What, what, do you remember the little litany there? Um, I don't remember it exactly, but it's basically something that comes out of nowhere. Doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't and... have anything to do with the plot and is never referenced again, which is where I take issue with this being the trope naming thing. Yeah. Because, even though it doesn't make a lot of sense, this actually does come back later. And, like, I, you, I would view this more as, like... A deus ex machina, like establishing, like, oh, here's the thing that's not just going to come out of zero nowhere. You know, it's it's like, oh, this, remember, you remember this, but it, it's literally like a scene that happens ten minutes before the climax, kind of. Yeah. Uh, so it's very weird. I, I, it's tonally just, like, nuts. It's a good song, yeah. though. Yeah, they do a song, uh, Let's oh, Make Music Together. This is two different species speaking to each other. Oh, uh, you are right. Interacting. Oh, uh, so this, this, yeah, this would be uh, the break oh, from that. Maybe. Yeah. I don't actually know if they directly interact. Cause, like, no, the they because they're both singing. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Make music together. And uh, did you tell me? When I, I, before I went to look up uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven game, It's a, it was a computer game. But I searched in All Dogs Go to Heaven GA and type in game, and the first thing I came up was uh, All Dogs Go to Heaven, gay alligator. I always thought as a kid, yeah, that it was just sort of like more cross-dressy. Yeah, know, I thought and... it was a girl alligator until we rewatched it. Uh, didn't you tell me that it was the same voice actor that did uh, um, Mr. Oogie Boogie? Yes. From uh, Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas? That's cool. Because I was like, oh, it sounds like sounds a little like Oogie Boogie. And you're like, yeah, it's the same, same dude. I was like, yeah. All right. 
But yeah, so the alligator was gonna eat them, but uh, just, luckily, just digging Charlie's vibe, man. Yeah, luckily it appreciates a nice voice, which yeah. uh, Charlie's got. But so over the course of this, they're in the water and stuff, and uh, Anne Marie gets real sick real fast. Yeah, she gets third act like pneumonia. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Charlie takes her back to the church where yeah. the, the pups are. And uh, while she's languishing in bed and stuff, uh, Itchy comes to Charlie and tells him that Charlie's place is burning down to the ground. Yeah, the, uh, cause yeah, yeah got, Itchy got roughed up. Oh, yeah, he got like a... Split. He actually is limping now. He's like, yeah, he's all beat up. After, uh, after the uh, ambush failed, uh, Carface and his goons uh, went to Charlie's place, roughed up Itchy, and burned it down. Fucking scumbags. Yeah, man. Well, you know. Charlie's the worst one. Yeah, but I mean, gang wars, man. What you gonna do? Um, so... Itchy's no saint. Itchy didn't deserve that. Yes, he did. Itchy deserved better. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, Itchy's got, you know, some contusions and stuff, and... But you can... No, no, yeah. Yeah, he's he's red in the face and stuff. I I just... Okay. Yeah. Um, what, was that too technical? I just... It just caught me off guard. All right. And Itchy's telling Charlie, like, you know, you're too involved with this girl, and you're letting other things slide, and everything's getting... And then Charlie lets the mask slip. Well, yeah, he's he's like telling Charlie, like, it's not business anymore. It's getting personal. And so Charlie starts arguing right around the time that Anne-Marie in the background is coming downstairs and can overhear where he's like, I'm just using her. It's not it's not personal. It's still just business. Yeah, like, I don't love the girl. Yeah, all that. When I'm done with her, I'll dump her in an orphanage. Yeah. Because I'm a scumbag. So she overhears him and she tells him that you're not my friend, you're a bad dog, and oh. she runs off. This is the third time that she caught him, like... Being a piece of shit. Yeah. And yeah. finally, she's like, "This is it. I'm yeah. done with this. I'm done with this fucking mutt." I said it. Um, it's sad. Like when she says, "You're a bad dog," it like it really stings. Oh yeah. It really like carries uh, yeah. emotional. Because he is a bad dog. Yeah. He's, it's true. It's uh, oh, it's killer. Yeah. He's a bad dog. He's bad. What'd you do? You don't do that. So she runs off and gets like <laughs> captured by Carface. Yeah, I think um, she gets recaptured. Uh, so girl can't catch a goddamn break. No, I know she's still got pneumonia. So Charlie goes <laughs> off after her, and uh, Itchy uh, finds out from Flo that Anne Marie's got friends in the Wallet family, and that he should go find them because they'll be able to help. So we kind of cut between. Those the two. two of them, yeah, yeah, where uh, you know Itchy's going through New Orleans and you know is like asking for directions to this house, uh, while Charlie is like facing off with the uh, faces, yeah, 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 to try and get uh, Anne Marie back, and uh, he ends up getting bested and tied to an anchor. Yeah, they have a um, Revenge of the Sith uh, type fight yeah. where they're jumping from like platform to platform and it's, it's a lot briefer and there's no lava, but... Yeah, well, I mean, like, yeah, they, they tie Charlie to an anchor, they're going to drop him in the water. Yeah. Um, the uh, alligator shows back up yeah. and frees him and uh, Charlie, like... The gator eats. Well, yeah, so um, the... Itchy has, meanwhile, grabbed a bunch of dogs on the yeah, way to the Walt family house. They do the um, 101 Dalmatians, like, dog grapevine of, like, howling, passing the news. Yeah. and so cool. And so uh, the dogs all lead the Wallet family to uh, the casino. 
it's like the battle of five armies yeah with two armies um and we're so it's a lot like almost any other battle uh we're cutting back to uh charlie and carface and charlie drops his watch and there's fire on the water now yes and... whatever because uh because the casino is burning yeah and so bits of like flaming debris and like i don't know oil or god knows what else yeah, is like some off. oil gets on fire yeah right? falls out of the water so everything's on fire yeah uh and marie is like laying gets, on get, yeah gets dropped into the water uh yeah. and is like on a board kind of passed out um and then ultimately the uh the alligator goes after carface and yeah. so that's what Hunter was alluding to. I mean, this whole thing where the yeah, alligator the croc kind of bites shows up. through um, Charlie's restraints and then, uh, yeah, swallows Carface. Yeah. Um, so it's a real big Deus Ex Machina that yeah. they only introduced like seriously ten minutes ago. Um. So after uh, Carface is dealt with, the alligator fucks off to nowhere because bye movie. Yeah. It swims away. Yeah. Uh. Charlie tries to save the watch and Anne Marie, but can't get them yeah. both. So for some re- this always bothered me even as a kid. Uh, for some reason, the the, the watch is on like a ribbon, um, like a you know like an Olympic medal yeah, type like thing. Yeah, wear it around his around neck. His neck. Kind of thing. So, but for some reason in this, he only can possibly carry either the watch or Anne Marie in his mouth. Like he can grab you know her collar or he can grab the watch. I'm just like ah, they always bug me because like it's got a loop. He could hook it in his elbow. But that, then we don't get this lovely little climax. But I want to point out that, uh, so the, the watch is sinking and he's trying to decide who he's got to, you know, he's going to save his own life, he's going to save the kid. And the watch is ticking and the, the sound of the watch ticking gets louder and louder. And he, he saves Anne-Marie, puts her up on the board again, you know, and uh, shoves her out uh, out of this burning basement or whatever, out of the open so she can, you know, be safe. And he dives back under and it's just like the ticking watch and like it starts to sort of like fade to black. But that, with the ticking watch and swimming underwater, fills me with such anxiety. Well, also, you don't love... Uh, no, it reminds me of water. underwater levels in, in like, video oh, yeah. games. Yeah, like Sonic. You got that, like, in the bubble. Yeah, the gling. Oh, you're dead. Yeah. But they do a good job of showing him dying, because they show the watch stopping. Yeah. It's like, he's dead, but you don't have to show a dog drowning. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's good. You get like water and the gears, and there's like black bubbles that like yeah, fill it. yeah. It's neat. It's a really cool visual. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the ship casino sinks. Um. But Anne Marie got pushed out of a hole in the side of it, so yeah. she floats to safety. And there's like uh, cop cars and the wallets and stuff, and everybody's there to like help her. So <coughs> Anne Marie is uh, saved, and you see her. In a bed, a recouping, pres- yeah, 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 presumably at the wallet household um, with Itchy, yeah, with Itchy who's staying with her, curled up next to her. Yeah, uh, we get some shots of an overview of New Orleans, of her neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. and you see the uh, dog dragon devil kind of appear, like ooming over the town, uh, and, and like smoke is like filling the town and sort of going on. Yeah, oh, it's so yeah, it's very fanciful and spooky. Yeah, um, it's like very night on Bald Mountain. Yeah, but a uh, little blue orb appears. Yeah. And kind of floats over to Dog Dragon Devil, and yeah, he like turns to like ash and like falls apart. It's it's creepy. It's real cool. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Ghost Charlie gets to visit Anne Marie, and uh, oh, it's heartbreaking. You know, she wakes up and uh, 
he's telling her that, you know, he can't stay with her and he's got to go. And, you know, can she take care of Itchy? Yeah, because he knows Itchy deserves better. Yeah, I think also, like, you can sort of hear uh, Annabelle kind of do, like... Uh, yeah, come on, Charlie. Yeah, come on, Charlie. You can go home now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they have a very, like, you know, heart-wrenching little goodbye. Yeah, where he's like, I gotta go, kiddo, you know, that kind of thing. And she's like, oh, well, I'll see you again. He's like, well... Goodbyes aren't forever. Yeah. It's real sad. Makes you want to cry. Um, yeah, and then he, you know, turns and, like, leaps out the window and, like, floats up, you know, to dog heaven. It's, seriously, it's one of the saddest, like, happy, because it's a happy ending. Yeah. He got to go to heaven, you know, and she's got a home. She's not going to die of pneumonia. He was on uh, borrowed time anyway. Yeah. Literally. Because he's, he's a scumbag. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's all a happy ending, but, oh, it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, And so uh, they have, like, a hallelujah song yeah there's up a, in heaven yeah there's like a uh you see car face up in heaven yeah he finds his clock and winds it and uh you know charlie does a little like wink at the camera like he'll be back yeah i don't know about that man yeah. i don't think Carface is the type to like sacrifice himself for somebody else to win his way back to heaven but yeah whatever. um but maybe that's charlie being like hey i was a total fucking piece of garbage scumbag and i turned out okay so so maybe he's like yeah People can change. Even dogs. Yeah. It's like Rocky. It's change. like Rocky Four. I could change. You could change. We could all change. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the right Rocky, right? Yep. All right. Just checking. Brian's the Cold War. Yeah. And, uh, Brian, you're my Rocky expert. And that's basically the end of the movie. You get yeah. some uh, songs over the credits. Yeah. And uh, um, so. Hate watch or great watch? Um, I mean, I thought it was a great watch. I say I, great watch. Yeah. I agree. Um, I think the animation's great. Aside from, like, the, you know, big lift alligator moment, which is just weird. It, yeah, it is think, weird. I, I think people are unreasonably <laughs> mad about that. Yeah, I mean, it didn't invent this thing that they're complaining about, like that trope, but they, you know, that's what they chose to be the namer, the trope namer thing. Yeah. You know, it, it just is a thing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it does come out of kind of nowhere, uh, but it, it technically does come back in the end, but it's really an unearned, like... Deus Ex Machina, you know, thing, contrivance. Um, but no, I think other than that, like, it's a really, it's really good. It's got a lot of really interesting concepts. Like, I, I really like the watch thing. I think is really cool. Yeah. It's really, really interesting. And I really like that the animal, you know, species don't talk, you know, from one species. Yeah, because for segregation. It's, uh, I just think it's interesting. I am definitely not, but I, I want to talk to all the animals, but. Yeah. I was going to say, how many, you know, dogs have you talked to today? A lot. <laughs> And you could hear them back? Yes. Are you sure you're not Son of Sam? Yeah. No, not yet. <laughs> Kill your parents. Anyway. Yeah, Whoa. so, yeah. Great watch. Good good, uh, good show, Beerman. Um, yeah, good choice. It was yeah. really, like, I didn't expect it when you suggested it. I was like, oh, never expected this to be something you suggested. And then when it was over, I really didn't ex- expect to have liked it that much. Yeah. And for it to hold up as well as it did. It holds up, except for the racist. Yeah, except for yeah, that, which it's does... It's a little off-color, but yeah. uh, it's, you know, not a terrible... No, uh, and it doesn't ruin the movie thing. for me. Um, you know, because, like, yeah, it's just very short in the beginning, and they don't uh, dwell on that. Yeah, no, it doesn't ruin the movie for me. Neither does the uh, alligator thing. It's just... Uh, it's, it's a plot. Yeah, it's just a, a thing we... just a thing we'd rather not have. Yeah. In our movies. But yeah, um, no, I think it's really great. I think, uh, and the music's great. I love I love a good musical. I like good The music's like underwater. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually pretty great. Yeah. 
But yeah, there's a lot of really A lot cute... of the voice work in this is really excellent. Yeah, I said really it. Really good delivery. I said it uh, early, uh, and I'll say it again. Like... Dom DeLuise's best performance. <laughs> it's up there. <laughs> best dog performance. But I really liked, uh, I think, you know, Burt Reynolds did a really good job singing in this. I think all the songs are really good. I think he held his own really well. Uh, well, uh, if you'd like is, to contact us. Yeah, this is Hate Watch, Great Watch. Uh, if you'd like to contact us, you can email us at writehwgw, that's W-R-I-T-E-H-W-G-W, at gmail.com. And you can follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram at HWGWpodcast. Um, now. This would normally mark the end of the show, and you can totally stop listening here if you would like to. If you want to have a good, if you want to have a good day, you should stop it now. If this is like a, a treasured you know, film for you, something you hold, you know, near and dear to your heart, and you don't want to have that tainted with uh, forever, un, yeah, yeah, unnecessarily sad information. Um, it's about to get a little dark. Um, there's a true crime element tied up to this movie that so uh, turn it off now if you don't want to hear this. Yeah, we we wanted to address and talk about it a little bit because I mean, if you look into this movie, it's hard not to find this out. Um, but yeah, you might not want to hear about it, so feel free to turn it off now, and thank you for listening. Bye. Hi. Hi. It's Allison. And Hunter. Breaking in. To inform you that we will have new episodes every, every other, other Wednesday. Wednesday. That's every other Wednesday. Wednesday. Find us on iTunes. Or. MovieJohn.com. Under podcast. Bye. Bye. So if you stayed. If you're still here, cool. You're fine. You're a sick fuck. Yeah, yeah. you're like us. Yeah. Um, uh, we could be friends. We referenced during the podcast that there was a reason that the gun in the film was termed a ray gun, and it has to do with the death of Judith Barcy, who was the voice actress for the little girl Anne Marie in the movie. Um, Judith Barcy was murdered by her father in 1988. Uh, she died of a gunshot wound at age 11. It was actually a few weeks after her 11th birthday. Ugh. So we're going to talk about that for a little bit. because well, He is... also killed his wife, right? Yes. Uh, so... Killed himself. Yes. Yeah, it was... Um, the, the term that they kind of use for it now is family annihilation. Uh, you know, like Which is how, so brutal. Yeah, like how they didn't have a term for serial killers until they did. Or uh, spree killers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is what that is termed, is when somebody kills their entire family and usually but not always will also kill themselves. So Joseph Barsi was her father, and him and her mother Maria were both Hungarian immigrants. They had a pretty troubled marriage. I, I read a bunch of articles from the LA Times about this. Uh, they had like a whole, uh, they had like three different ones. Uh, one that was immediate coverage uh, after the murders, uh, one that was uh, a more in-depth kind of background about it, and then another one that was like a 25-year anniversary uh, Yeah. Back yeah. Um, so basically, uh, her her mother is kind of painted as a little like gold diggery kind of, um, and she and uh, Judah's father used to fight a lot, partially because he had some alcohol problems uh, for a okay. long time. Um, he also uh, had like a thick Hungarian accent and uh, was sort of like self-conscious about it okay. and stuff. And so that used to be something that like she'd kind of give him shit for. So yeah, uh, Maria, the mother had wanted to uh, be an actress, but didn't really have what it took. But so she started grooming her daughter Judith for acting from a young age. She was discovered uh, at an ice skating rink when she was like five and went on to do a bunch of child 
acting yeah. roles in commercials and movies. And, and uh, some TV and stuff, yeah. Yep. Um, she has the voice of Ducky in the first... Um, Land Before Time. Yeah. Which, Don, which I guess Don is where Don Bluth met her, I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, apparently, uh, the father used to make threats against his wife and then also his daughter. She had to go to, I think, Hawaii or something for, uh, she had a part in Jaws Revenge, uh, Jaws sequel. Jaws 4. Yep. Yeah, the revenge. And, uh, so he told her that if she didn't come home, he would cut her throat with a knife. Wow, Jesus. Um. I mean, Jaws 4 sucks, but it's not that bad. Yeah, um, so... I'm just trying to add a little levity, guys. I know. Yeah, th- th- this whole thing's really, really terrible. Like, And yeah, we're yeah. re-recording this, so we have to talk about this again. Yeah. We already talked about this. So, um, this so uh, in... 19- it sucks, it's a lot, but, like, we're here to... We cannot talk about it. Yeah, we're here to talk and talk talk about it for you, so yeah. you can help process it. Yeah. Um, so, in 1986, uh, Maria, the mother... Uh, filed charges against Joseph um, that saying that uh, he had made uh, death threats against her and uh, was choking and hitting her, but she didn't have any documented injuries, so that right. was dropped. Right. Um, also in that year was uh, when he stopped drinking, but that didn't really improve things right. in the marriage. Um, Judith was starting to exhibit uh, some like behavioral changes that kind of got a lot of people concerned. Apparently she pulled out all of her eyelashes and, you know, you know, she was exhibiting some, some behavior that was concerning to like neighbors and relatives and coworkers. Yeah. She looked like a troubled child. Yeah. Um, so during her audition, uh, for all dogs go to heaven, she kind of had a bit of a breakdown when she was doing the song, uh, come home. Yeah, um, soon you'll come home, home to my heart, which is uh, the song all about uh, Emery's character dreaming of having like a happy home life. Yeah, and you know Judith kind of didn't and stuff, so she sort of had a little freak out, and yeah. uh, they got a child psychologist to talk to her, and immediately after that meeting, uh, they opened a case with. Uh, Child Protective Services. So I couldn't find out much about that because uh, clients like privacy rights and stuff like that. Sure. But uh, that case was dropped as well. It was said anecdotally that it was because the mother was saying that she was going to divorce Joseph and move out, okay. and so they were they wanted to let her handle it rather than to put Judith in like a foster home while they were dealing with all this. So um, why she doesn't sing the song that someone right. else is doing this in the movie. Yeah, she doesn't perform Come Home because it was too emotionally difficult for her. So they didn't actually move out. Um, you know, the mother kind of kept delaying it because she had a, an apartment rented elsewhere in the city okay. that uh, she and Judith used to stay at during the day, you know, to kind of like just be out of the house a bit from Joseph. But uh, and the plan was that they were going to move out permanently to that place, but that never really happened. And then approximately uh, July 25th, they don't know exactly when the murders happened. Um, the uh, father killed Judith and then Maria, uh, each with a single gunshot wound. He probably hung out in the house for a couple of days and then uh, he set them on, set their bodies on fire and killed himself. Didn't he talk to someone? Yeah. Uh, or I, after yeah, he I, was like, I, 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 I think, um, 
Judith missed an appointment or something. So her like manager or agent or something called. He said that he was about to leave. He just needed to say goodbye to his little girl. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there are a few different types of family annihilators. He was probably uh, the paranoid type because it was believed that he probably knew that there was plans for Maria to like leave. And that's usually uh, a way that they can keep control of their family and prevent big changes. Um, but there's multiple reasons why people do this. 81% um, of the time, the person perpetrating these types of murders will kill themselves. Uh, sometimes they do not. And apparently most of them occur in August, about 20% of them, which is a weird coincidence because this, like I said, was uh, late July. Um, as a result, Don Bluth had uh, Anne-Marie, the character, designed to more closely resemble Judith and her mannerisms. And uh, there's a song that plays during the credits called Love Survives that is uh, put there in Judith's memory. Uh, they don't really do a, a movie dedication like they would often do if somebody died during filming. Yeah, because Pro they don't want to probably because the children draw attention film. to it for children. Yeah, she was really young and uh, really talented, and Very talented. you know a lot of people. You know, she she got a lot of work because uh, she was very petite in size, so she could play younger than she actually was and she was apparently really good at taking direction which is often hard to find in child actors so like yeah. she could she did like we said multiple instances of voice work and could take yeah. direction for that yeah i mean child actors in general are hard to find that are any good at all yeah and i, I think like voice acting is even harder that's why you know a lot of young younger roles and things are you know played by adults doing a kid voice yeah, or, or nowadays they can change your pitch yeah. and stuff. But you so know. that's also the reason why, um, yeah, the, the gun violence was kind of attempted to be minimized without altering it too much. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine it was already animated yeah. in, in such a way, so they did what they could to change the... Yeah, they were already uh, in, like, they were in the midst of production when this happened. She had uh, done all of her uh, voice work, but they were, you know, wrapping up actually finishing the the visual film, itself, the film. Yeah. yeah yeah so they did what they could to change the context away from that yeah um don bluth was very uh affected by her death yeah yeah it's it's, it's really terrible um so yeah that's 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 the very sad end of that um so if you uh stayed with us Thanks for listening. Um, sorry. Yeah, thank you, and we're sorry. We'll try not to uh, do too many of these, but if we see things that are, you know, kind of important to understanding some of the nuances to the film, if you didn't like this, uh, we'll we'll always tell you something that's going to be a really big bummer, and we'll give you an out. Yep. Um, and yeah, if you if you stuck around and you listened to this last little bit, we're we're sorry and thanks, and we hope you know that helped give a little context. Yeah, Hunter and I did not know this story, and it's probably going to sort of somewhat color our viewing of this in the future. Yeah, it's part of not. Yeah, it's true. Uh...
Ah, I kicked this. Does this still work? I kicked it. We're going to cut a lot of that out. No, don't cut this.